Matt is back. Hopefully, this is the like eighth time. I really think Matt is attempting to sabotage his own return to this show. But uh, why don't you go ahead and explain to everybody where in the hell you've been this past week? Went to Florida. Freedom. World. Happiest place on earth. Not land, but world. The, the classier one. Right. I'm not going to Disney. And you, although you did act like a boomer the entire time because you only went to like one of the parks, correct? You didn't even get to see Epcot. You're a piece of shit. I went to all, I went to Epcot three times. Oh, where did I get that from? I have no idea. It was in my notes here. Fake news. You know, it was a much needed break. But I feel like I need person. a vacation from the vacation. Yeah, this person next door to me is literally vacuuming their walls. So, listen, I understand, buddy. We've all been there. Now, excluding the fact that you completely abandoned your dog and left me to fend for myself and have to scramble for the show, um, it is good to have you back. You clearly are not dead, right? Uh, not that I'm aware of, but um, I was in Florida around about a million people, so. Yeah, if you give me a something... couple of days, I'll probably come down with COVID. You probably already have the newest strain. I think we're running out of letters, though, and ridiculous psychological psyop names. You know what I mean? Like, at a certain point, it's like, you, I cannot be intimidated anymore. I've been desensitized. I can't tell you how many times I said Omicron last week, whenever I would be on, like, the bus and someone would pull their mask down. Now, what was your maybe best or worst or most memorable thing from the trip? Like, did you see an absolute wildebeest? Was there a kid having a meltdown, an arrest, perhaps? Anything exciting? Um, I did recognize a uh, WWE wrestler at Magic Kingdom. Now, were people crowding him, or was it just you being a grown-ass man fanboying out? No, and it wasn't even that. I uh, walked by him, and I, I noticed him. Seemed like yeah, he's a loser. no one knew who he was. Uh, worst moment was the uh, driver that decided to kick us off the bus at about nine o'clock at night because he took the wrong route and didn't want to own up to it. Wait, what? So he's just like, get out. Yeah, pretty much. He said we got on the wrong bus and that we have to get off. I don't know, though, because Disney's rather simple where it's like, listen, buddy, I'm supposed to get off at the Goofy Express or the Goofy. Like, this is how it works. It's not that I have the Goofy card here. I took a photo. Like, why are we at Donald Duck Lane? So for some backstory, this, of course, happened on the first day. We went to Epcot. You know, God God is a strange creature. Uh, So we were staying at Wilderness Lodge was the name of our resort. Not far from there, there's another resort called Fort Wilderness. And they share the same bus route. The bus goes to both places and then takes you to Epcot. Okay. Well, we were leaving, and the guy was supposed to go to our place first, Wilderness Lodge, but he went to Fort Wilderness. What a Whenever he got there, he said idiot. he was only supposed to go there. And that we got on the wrong bus and took the bus. Thankfully, there was another couple on the bus that was older. And they, like, knew their shit. 
So another bus came a couple of minutes after that, and we kind of explained the situation. He said, yeah, that guy took the wrong route. He was supposed to go to your place first. And uh, thankfully, he had no one on his bus and told us to hop on. That's not, even, that's not even that exhilarating. But yeah, bless that man. I hope he listens to this and, and understands that he potentially saved. A, you could have been crabby the whole trip. I know you. You can be a real bitch. I would have been. Yeah, what was your favorite ride? Is there anything where you were like elbowing children in their necks to like cut in front of them? No. Um, this is the first time I went to Disney as an adult, as mm-hmm. a child, obviously. And I remember fitting into the rides much better when I was a child. Well, you're big boned. I mean, there was a Magic Kingdom, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, that's relatively new. It's only three four years old okay i couldn't move my legs from the lap bar yeah god forbid you got stuck and there was a fire you would have died i mean there was no room to move i basically had a vagina while i was sitting there and somebody just was like there's there's a fire like you literally would have just been fucked i would have just burned i would have burned like the uh girl that henry ruggs killed like the bigot that you truly yeah. are. So now that Matt, my wonderful co-host, is confirmed not to be dead, and also on the show this week, is there anything you wanted to bring to the table? Like, what is itching? What has got you, you know, what's got you all upset? What do you want to talk about? Well, I'm not upset about it, uh, but I feel like we have to talk about it. Urban Meyer finally got fired. This was so inevitable. It was weird. You knew it was going to happen. Almost like everybody knew, but the Jacksonville Jaguar organization, right? Like for months. I mean, there's been kind of a little bit of dribblings of, oh, this dude drop kicked his kicker. Oh, this guy, you know, said a racial slur. Oh, this guy thinks that he's in the NFL and he's going to have 250 yards passing and rushing each night. Like, what the? How out of touch are you? See, I don't mind the news story about him, Josh Lambeau. You're a kicker, and you suck. So and shut don't be up. A pussy. I completely agree. Yes. Like, you're a grown man. You're just going to get kicked? And his weirdo reaction, he's like, yeah, and then I yelled at him. I was like, you don't, you don't fucking kick me. It's like, what? Do you, what? I don't even, like, I, I can't even picture in my head the scenario. You know what I mean? Like, he's clearly telling a tale. I do believe, like, Urban Meyer probably was a dick to him and maybe said something in a way, but, like, the way it was described, just as I know humans in, in my EQ, it I don't. It's fishy. Yeah, you're just a fucking idiot. Now, to set the stage, the Jacksonville Jaguars are a team, an organization. They were founded in the '90s. They had a little bit of success with Tom Coughlin, who's now a retired coach. Um, they fucking suck. They sucked when I was a kid. They're terrible now. They went 1-15 last year. They're 2-11 currently. And they went out and they spent all this money to get Urban Meyer, who is a Hall of Fame college coach, is one of the highest winning percentages of anybody that's ever you know, taught a bunch of kids to run around and throw fucking football. And he was in the first year of, I believe, a five-year deal. And this dude didn't even make it to New Year's. This much I know. You mentioned they're 2-11. My under six and a half win total is just looking real good. 
I feel like we went over this early in the season, and I gave you a. You hard know what? Time I just realized there. I can't lose that bet. If they win out, I still win. So there's only four games left. Yeah, actually, you exactly. got it. Fuck yeah! And they're a team actually that has the talent, and if coached properly, could be more competitive week in week out to give you a little bit more stress. But they have not done that. They've kind of just come out and been very maligned and apathetic. And Trevor Lawrence has looked. Uh, he's looked fucking horrible. Now, you know what? I just started looking at my win totals from the beginning of the season. All right. Oh, boy. Let's stay on track here. I'm not going to hit a lot of these. Yeah, that's how it always works. You end up losing more than you win. Not me. I have a good record. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Look at look. All right. So how many of those that you predicted on your over-unders on the NFL, which is about three months ago, are going to hit? Like yep. one? Uh, Jacksonville, yes. Unlikely, but maybe. Probably not. Probably not. Okay. Yes. Probably. Yeah, you're like two and six. It's horrible. You know, and you do a lot of I'm research. I'm going to make excuses, though. I'm going to make excuses because I have the Saints over, and Jameis Winston decided to die. I had the Washington football team over, and Ryan Fitzpatrick got murdered in the first game. Of which is he? Where is he? He took Matt. <laughs> he took it. What? He t- what the fuck? He took a check. That dude is a grown man with eight kids, and he said, "Honey, I'm going to be. I'll be right back." And he went out on the field and died week one, and he just had a hip surgery. He's on IR. He got eight mil guaranteed to do nothing. And you you are correct. Yeah, none none of those are going to hit, dude. Let, let's let's come back to reality. And speaking of reality, Urban Meyer now is a single man, and I wonder what he is doing at this very moment. I wonder if he is sexually assaulting a young girl in her twenties at some bar in Ohio. Like, what? Where is his head at? I think he's just going to go home. I can't see a college team wanting him anymore. He's definitely not getting an NFL job again. You know he's butthurt when they were connecting him with that USC job, and he was like, no, no. Like, clearly wanted it, but he was doing a terrible job at just saving face, right, to look like he's excited to show up to Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, corporate offices and shit. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? Like, now you look like a dummy. You have egg on your face because you're unemployed. And you let the Jacksonville Jaguars kind of make the narrative about you, right? Because as shitty as it is to jump ship, it's to USC. In six months, does anyone care? Not really. If uh, if Shad Khan is the one making the coaching hires, he should probably pass them on. Because he's not quick, done well. Yeah. If you had his wonderful mustache as the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the money and the power and the ability to really hire anyone you would... Who would you pick? Bill Cower. You would hire Bill Cower. No, I wouldn't. Uh, I would hire Mike Tomlin so that he could finally go away from the Steelers. Now, I I think there's only really one answer that makes sense to me, and it's Byron Leftwich. Now, if you actually remember, he was a first-round pick of the Jags. He played pretty well for him, too. He's not that bad, and he's having crazy good success with Tom Brady. And I think just being around Tom Brady, right, being on the same page and having him come to work every day and sit across from you and be like, he could call you out and be like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. Like, I'm playing the game. I know what I'm doing. I just feel like it makes him a better coordinator. And to me, he's got the clout with the players, right? He's young. He can connect to them. 
I love it. That, that's where I would go. So Shad Khan, go be a dummy and, you know, listen to us. Maybe Sean McVay. You need to relax. Now, Matt, we, we get it. You're back. Like, uh, enough. It's it's my turn. And this is something that I wanted to talk about last week. Wasn't exactly in Honey's wheelhouse. Okay. A little bit of a niche topic, but it's something that the people need to know. And this is specific to UK ambassador leader Boris Johnson, leader of the free world. Is he leader of the free? What do they call it over there? England. No, they don't. What's Britain then? United Kingdom. What the fuck is Wales? A f- mammal in the water. You're locked in today, buddy, and I, and I love it. Now, this man... I'm rested up. Very disheveled, right? He he looks bad. And he's, in a, he's having trouble. He's flailing a little bit. And last week, this article came out. <clears throat> if you go ahead and Google his name with cocaine, Washington Post, Guardian, The Sun, The Independent, your mother, like everybody wrote an article on this. And quote, rife cocaine use reported in the UK Parliament, just as Boris Johnson announces crackdown on drug crimes. Now, what does rife mean? You know, like it's obviously means a lot, but to what extent? And they ran a report. They tested a dozen different sites inside of the Palace of Westminster, which includes the House of Lords and the House of Commons, which Matt, as you know, are kind of like the political common areas for the UK, in it? Yes. And uh, they tested those yeah, 12 I mean, spots yeah. for trace cocaine, which obviously Matt has a problem with. And in those 12 spots, 11 came back positive. Not ideal. That's a good percentage. <laughs> yeah, they passed. That's almost 100%. They, yeah, they passed the cocaine uh, test. The eight, problem eight with minus. that being... The problem with that is um, those bathrooms are only accessible to people who hold parliamentary passes. So okay. lawmakers, staffers, and journalists. So it's not like... It's not the general public just popping in there and... Having a nice Saturday. It's not like the Blasio's... Uh, Injection sites. Shoot-up stations. No. Yes. Well, obviously those are progressive, and these are bigoted. Cocaine bad, okay? Hey, cocaine's a rich people drug. Apparently. In these areas of interest, you mentioned these bathrooms. These were nearest Boris Johnson's office and also those of House Secretary Priti Patel, who is in charge of the United Kingdom's domestic security. The report also said that uh, cannabis was being used openly at the parliament. Now, I can tell since you're a Karen in disguise that that probably bothers you more, doesn't it? Uh, you see, doing the marijuana, that's just lazy. I mean, they should be doing coke. Yeah, at least if they're doing yay, it's like they're part of the meeting to get to. Right. Like, Boris is just hitting a pen on the way in. That's just what's fun about that. Nobody respects that. Like, Boris, you're not even paying attention to me. And specifically in Britain. No, I want to see Boris. I want to see him in the corner with a spoon and a lighter. Wow. And some foil. This is, you're projecting. This is, I mean, I, I would like that as well. I think it would be great fodder for the show, but that's dark to put that on another man. Um, 
in Britain, cocaine is a class A drug, okay? And people found with possession of this substance, right? That party powder. That fucking, you're trying to go skiing, buddy. Well, that's a seven-year minimum in prison in the United Kingdom. That's on holiday. It's a long holiday. So the idea that these dudes that are creating the law, specifically Johnson, who was just set to announce a 10-year plan to hold drug offenders responsible and combat crime in England and Wales, they're the ones that are fucking doing it. And they're doing the marijuana's. Matt, how does this make you feel? I want to get a report on what our fucking politicians are doing. Yeah, let's get a fucking swabs going on at, at the Hill on Washington. I guarantee you it's probably worse. Would I be shocked? No. I've seen House of Cards, and I've seen Nancy Pelosi's face and mannerisms. Oh, great show. R.I.P. R.I.P. who? Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Well, he didn't die. He was canceled. Well, he had sex with children. I don't know. I think it was consensual. No, he... Okay. Um, I'm not going to lie to you people. This is Matt's topic. So why don't you just, you know, go ahead. So when I was coming home last weekend, uh, I was a little worried about coming back because it was during the uh, storms and whatnot that we had. The Midwestern folks got a little uh, tornadery. Tornadery. There was a, yeah, tornadery. God, I missed that show. You know what movie that. I miss? Twister. Eh, overrated. The one dude at the end straps himself to a, to a pole with a belt, a leather belt, like from JCPenney's, and that's supposed to save him from like a category, at, like an F5, whatever the big boys are, you know, in meteorology. Some fucking dork is like correcting me, but whatever it is. So that's just unbelievable. It lost me there, but outside of that, great movie. Yeah, but it's no tremors. That is, what is, how are those related? I don't know why, but my mind immediately went to tremors. So, is it because of the earthquake kind of like natural disaster aspect? Yeah, you don't, yeah, we'll go with that. Except there are alien like worms. So, a little bit, you're just egg on your face, buddy. I just really, uh, Bert in that movie because he's my spirit animal. R.I.P. Anywho. Uh, a tornado that ripped through uh, a couple of places. Uh, one of them being a uh, Amazon warehouse. Jeff Bezos did not seem to care too much that some of his uh, folks that he writes his name on their check for have been deceased. Yeah, they got crushed. Uh, yeah, instead he decided to uh, promote his space company again and go into space. Set the stage here again. This was in Kentucky, right? This is a shithole. I know now we have some German listeners. Okay. Like, what's going on, buddies? And Kentucky is not a nice place. Okay. It is disgusting. It is a shithole, right? There's cheap land. There's obviously bourbon and great whiskey and horse racing, Kentucky Derby. But that's like one day a year and that's like an hour long event. So outside of that, it is gross. But the fact that this did run through a couple factories when people were on site operating under these Amazon policies that don't allow them to have their cell phone on premises. You know, there's no like next of kin that get notified. Um, It really created a disaster to where you flash forward to today, day of recording on this Thursday, there's like 60 people dead, 
120 missing, you know, more are injured. And you have people suing Jeff Bezos because this bald, this bald dude, this evil, evil man, you know, he's giggling, he's pounding out some 25 year old intern, you know, and these policies are directly leading, has to be negligence of some kind to where your employees don't even have the capacity to maybe call out. Uh, See, I'm going to, I'm going to take a stand here. Um, One of the big controversies from these tragedies has been people are like, oh, I'm going to go home. That's the worst thing you can do in an active tornado, though. Oh, is driving your vehicle on a highway? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Now, I'm pretty sure, though, I mean, I do have eyes, right? Like if the tornado is over to my left over yonder, I'm just going to drive to the right, no? See, that's what I need to know. Is this in the morning and people have seen like some sort of fucking weather alert and it's like, hey, there's probably going to be a tornado coming in an hour or two. If you got time to get out of there, fine. But if you if it's in the middle of it, then stay your ass in the fucking I would building. assume that they would have one of those obnoxious like early 2000s dystopian weather alerts, right? You're, you're watching Dr. Oz. And that just blurts over where it's like, you know, severe weather like the, warning. You get those for no reason. Siren. Yeah. And the fact that there's a literal active tornado, I assume that it's going to give you direct coordinates, tell you to get the fuck out of there, let you know when it's coming by, what the winds are going to be like. So I'm going to go ahead and get the fuck out of here. You know whose fault this is, really is? Donald Trump. Climate. Yes, it actually is. Because he directly contributed to climate change. Well, I, I don't even. Sometimes we go so far into the, you know, into the full retard, like we lean into it. It's like I get lost. And it's like, honestly, buddy, I don't even know how to make a joke out of that. We're so far into it that it's just self evident. Can't even tell if it's a joke anymore. Now, I guess that's it. You said he went into space. Is he actively there now? Did he land? Is this something we could potentially sabotage? Who gives a fuck? Matt, you are a man of God, are you not? Uh, yes, I am. Oh, the good news? Matt, can you feel him tonight, boy? Can you feel him inside of this podcast? I ain't gay. Neither is our Lord and Savior, and the reason That's why correct. the reason why I bring this up is the closest thing that we have to Jesus Christ, you know, walking on this earth again, is obviously Joel Olstein, right? It was Pat Robertson, but he died, which I didn't think was possible. I thought he was just going to turn into God, but he died. And Joel Olstein is that obvious. He has great hair, and he does those like five a.m. sermons on Saturday mornings on like Channel Eleven. He's that weird spinning globe in the background, and he speaks in front of like 80,000 Karens that just want to blow him. Listen, I'm not hating. I'm a little bit jealous, honestly, because it's like that seems rather easy. You just got to memorize one book, and you eternally just are the man. So I'm reading through the article, and this is just blowing my mind. I love how they reported the 600K missing as if it was a burglary, but it was shoved inside of a fucking wall. So for context, what's going on here is Joel Olstein about a month ago was in the news because he has multiple properties in multiple locations. And one of his biggest sermon areas is in Florida, right? It's kind of in the Bible belt. 
he has a mega church down there in, in Lakewood, which is north of Orlando. And Orlando is the number one visited tourist area in North America, right? At least before COVID. So the guy knows what he's doing. He knows his market. And back in 2014, they reported a burglary at that mega church of over $600,000, right? This was documented. There were like police reports and shit. Fast forward to like a week ago, and you got some boomer plumber in, in Florida fixing, doing a toilet repair job at that mega church. He found about 500 envelopes stashed behind tile and insulation during this job, and all of it added up to be roughly $600,000. Now, Matt, you being a man of God, is this a miracle or a coincidence? A little fishy to me. Yeah, the Houston Police Department is currently investigating. They obviously believe that this is connected to the $600,000 burglary. It, it is a little weird that it's just stuffed in the wall. How do you forget about that? And who put it there? I, is that how much money this man has that he literally just forgets about six hundred grand? It was insured, though. Is that how it works? How do you insure money? They give you more no money idea. on your money? I'd like to insure my money. At this point, we need a religious correspondent. We need a money insurance correspondent. We need a meteorology correspondent. We need a legal correspondent. I can't do all of that, Matt. So if you were the plumber in this situation, would you have pocketed some of the money before? Yeah, I wouldn't have told anybody. I would have fucking fixed that toilet like it was no one's business. And I wouldn't have told a goddamn person. Even though... Even though you know you're in the house of the Lord. That has nothing to do with it, honestly, because the Lord's got to take a shit, right? I mean, at the end of the day, no one likes a leak. So that applies to God as well and the man that are holy that, you know, disciple is text. You're kind of uh, you're kind of in the ballpark of the Lord wanted me to find that money. And if anything, he right. me to have that money. Yeah, he's omnipotent, right? He... he set this whole plan in motion. He, There's no such thing, right, as free will and kind of the Bible and stuff. It's all his plan. So if anything, like you're, you're astutely pointing out, this is what he wanted. If anything, he put that money there for you to find, brother. I dig it, as long as you shared some of it. Now, my question is, how much logistically is $600,000? Like, how much does that weigh? Is that something that you can just stuff into some sweatpants? Well, here's the problem. It was... Uh, $200,000 in cash. The other okay. 400000 was in checks. That's probably where he got frustrated. Now, me as somebody that I don't even know, just as a human being, and would take the money and run, that could be frustrating. Maybe that's why he tattled on himself and Joel Olstein and God and everybody involved is because, listen, I tried to burglarize, you know, I tried to have it come up here. You know, I saw the sign that God gave me in this money. But he's also given me $400,000 in these cashier checks that were stuffed in a wall. I mean, that's useless. I would like to exchange these for more cash, please. Now, do you feel like the plumber in this instance who went on a Houston radio show and is asking for some type of reward, do you think he, he earned it? Yes. He solved the case. The mystery... Of the money behind it's been a cold the case for seven years, no one was murdered. So yeah, that we well, know of. Okay, and and on that note, I think we should go ahead and wrap it up, Matt. It's obviously wonderful to have you back, and for you not to be dead. 
like I let everyone on. Um, go ahead and listen to our last week's show because you're kind of obligated, you bitch. Appreciate uh, it. We're up over 3,000 total plays. We have fans internationally. Like I said, we have a 2% listenership in Germany, which is fucking weird. We appreciate you. And you, you talk like it this. So you probably have no idea what we're even saying. Talk like that. No, they do. Shut up. Yeah. Good to have you back. I really got Yeah, I'll start talking some Bundesliga. We'll get that up to 3%. Oh, yeah. 1% at a time. That's politics, baby. And on that note, we will be here next week. Again, at Pierce Podcast on Instagram. We're on seven platforms. Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate five stars. We love you. We will be here next week. Peace, people.